And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, and he took one of the, his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the man, then the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Let's pray. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we honor you. We thank you how you've already moved during the time of praise and worship. Now, God, we just ask for these next 35 minutes or so that you move through your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Again, it says, and the Lord said, it is not good, it is not good that man should be alone. Obviously, God knew that when he made man, that he knew man was not complete without a woman. Amen. Because it's interesting because it says, I will make him a helper. Somebody say helper. And that word helper means somebody that will aid and assist you. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times, you know, um, the word of God, of course, says in Genesis chapter 1, it says, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Amen. Obviously, me and my wife have done that. We, we had five kids in six years. 11 months and 16 days. She hates when I say we, but I played a little part in that. Come on, somebody. Where's my man at? Come on, help me out. Bail me out. Amen. We, we did a little something, something. We didn't have to push, but, but, but we, we did have to push. <laughs> I couldn't say that at 8 o'clock because we don't have children's ministry, but praise the Lord. This is PG-13 glory. But amen. Anyhow, we praise God for that peace. But not only was the wife supposed to be a man there to do that, but it also, again, it says, I will make him a helper that will be uh, uh, comparable to him to help complement and complete who you are as an individual. You, even the Word of God says in Deuteronomy 32 and 30, it says, one, put that up real quick if you could, Deuteronomy 32 and, and 30. Let's look at what this says. It says, how, how could one chase a thousand and two ten thousand to flight. So together, we're better. I can remember when we started Kingdom, almost it'd be 11 years on January 2nd, I can remember her giving me her paycheck to start the church, and I told her, give me one year, and you're going to be done working for the police department as a 911 operator, because ultimately, I'm going to need you to aid and assist me as I push out Kingdom in the Valley, and we grow and, so, and evolve and grow. Long story short, I told her one year. I went back to her after four weeks. And told her to put her two weeks in. Yeah. Amen. And from there, God spoke to me. He said, because you guys took, made that faith move, now I'm going to cause the people to double and the money to double. Yeah. Amen. Because we went nine months without any insurance. And she walked away from a little over $43,000. Amen. And so, I mean, we, it was lean during those times. But Philippians 4 and 12, Paul said, I can live abound or abase. Then he says in the next verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Put that up real quick. Look, look, look at that. Put, put, put up verse 12. See, we always quote verse 13, but Paul says, I know how to be a base, yep. which means with, that means when you're without. Yep. So it says, I know how to be a base and I know how to abound. Then it says, everywhere in all things, I've learned uh, how to be both to be full and to be hungry. Anybody ever gone hungry before? You like, it's, I got more bills than money. But you're still standing. Come on, somebody. You, made, you knew that was just for a season. Yeah. Amen? 
But I love that how Paul, he let it be known, listen, both, he says, I, I both know how to abound and I know how to suffer need. So we went through a season of suffering when she left her job, but I knew that Zechariah 4.10 says to not despise the day of small beginning. Right. But I knew with her working for me, for Kingdom in the Valley, that, that we would be more effective as a couple. Because again, one to put what? A thousand to flight, two, 10,000. 10, so God didn't just put us together for passion, but he put us together for purpose. Yes. Amen. Because a lot of times you can't fulfill your God purpose by yourself. Right. You need somebody to come alongside of you. Because again, numbers matter. Mm -hmm. Because why? At the end of the day, one to put a thousand, two, 10,000. So again, it says, the Lord said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper, it says. Somebody that will come alongside and to aid and assist. And that's what Eve was there to do. But we knew she blew it, but that's a whole nother topic. Well, Adam actually blew it, but she provoked him to blow it. <laughs> you know, isn't, isn't it, okay, women, isn't it amazing? How, okay, by show of hands, does your husband blame you for things if it goes wrong? Just show of hands. If things go wrong, does your husband blame you? Okay, not that many. Okay, for the honest people. Do you realize it started in the garden? Because that's the first thing Adam did, remember? When they he messed said, up. He said, this woman you gave me. He told God, well, it's the woman you gave me. So, and, and that's why you still, it's just, it's not your fault. It's just your spiritual DNA to blame me. That's we all. still got a little Adam in us, huh? Yes. Well, she made me eat it. Right. <laughs> eat this apple, Adam. That's probably how she said it, too. Eat this apple. Adam. Adam. What, what else was he going to do? If you want to bite of me, Adam, you better bite this apple. Oh, Akuna Matana. <laughs> so, yes. So, at the end of the day. Yes. So, how many of y'all are married anyway? Just yes, by show of hands. Married people. Okay, praise okay. the Lord. And I want you single people, yep. don't check out on me. Right. Because at the end of the day, if you have a desire to be married in due season, mm -hmm. I believe that this information is going to really help you because what you don't get by revelation, you get by association. And I think this will help you get off even on the right foot when you get married. And if you are dating someone that's been a long time, you may want to consider and pray about, are we going to get married? Like, what's the plan? And if you've been divorced, no condemnation here. We understand right. that some things don't work out different time we make decisions in different seasons so we want you know we love everybody here so i don't want anybody to feel bad or right. like they blew it and they made a mistake and well well if you're married don't think you made a mistake you got to just deal with the mistake praise the lord but if you're divorced <laughs> work through it you stuck now yeah i know but you could be happily stuck amen yes so, but, but, if, but if you are divorced, we love you. And we're starting a divorce care ministry actually next year to help for healing processes. So we're excited about that. But I want you just to receive the word with joy today, okay? So again, family matters. The word, it's found in the word several times that family matters. Just as Pastor said, he just explained right here how God initiated, created, started family. And then at Genesis 1.28 told, told us, Adam and Eve, to be fruitful and multiply. Also in Exodus 20 and 12, one of the commandments was to honor your mother and father. And, and promises come with that, though you'll live long on the earth. So, again, God cares about family. Um, Psalm 115 and 
14 says, may the Lord give you increase, you and your children. So mm. it's not just about you, but again, family matters to God. Proverbs 13, 22 says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Mm -hmm. um, Acts 2, 38 and 40, it says this, then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of them be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promise is to you and your children. We had the privilege to baptize 87 people yesterday and realize that Let's that, give God a hand. Amen. Praise, praise for that. God. It, yesterday, our it first baptismal in this building. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And realize that, that those baptisms that took place weren't just for the individual, but it was also for the children. Because that's how God does it. He's a generational God. He mm. blesses family. He blesses us. So just um, family matters. Uh, Colossians 3.20. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is pleasing to the Lord. Again, family matters. Ephesians 5.22 and 25 says this. To wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, also as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands and everything and then verse 25 says husbands love your wives just as Christ of the church and gave himself for it so these are just some scriptures in the word of God that it's important to him enough to put it in the Bible that we are to take care of to love to have family not just uh, for each other but to continue on the legacy of Jesus Christ to allow the gospel to go forth through family and so it family absolutely matters to us you realize the current state of marriage has shifted just in 30 years. In 30 years, marriage has gone, uh, is a decline. I'm not talking about divorces. We know divorce in the church is 50%. Three. 53%. And in the world, it's about 50%. Two. So, what, so the church is getting divorced more than the world statistically. So we know that already. That's old news, right? Do you realize that it's gone down? People are not getting married anymore. That in 30 years there's been a decline in marriages and people are cohabitating together, they're living together. And um, they, real, they figure for some reason that marriage is just a piece of paper or a ceremony. Wow. And maybe some people are even living together now because they feel like they can't afford to get married. And it's cheaper to live together. No, no, no. When you get married, you just married a tax break. Ah. Uh. I'm just, I mean, if you want to look at economics, I mean, so, so, so the enemy will use excuses to say, oh, don't get married because it's too expensive. You can't afford it. Listen, you don't have to have a platinum wedding that costs, you know, $100,000. A, a, a certificate, I think, is $36 to go to the JP, Justice of the Peace. You know, so people will use excuses, though, not to get married. And it's important. Marriage is not just a license. It's not just a piece of paper. Marriage is a covenant right. that is made before God and witnesses. Even when you get married, you have to have a witness. So in case you back out, someone says, oh, no, bro, I was there. Right. Amen. <laughs> they remind you, I attended. And it's okay. interesting, when I do weddings, you have to have at least two witnesses. At least. And it's interesting, the Word of God says, let everything be established, be established. by Two, two or three, three witnesses. Yeah. So isn't that interesting that that even is biblical, amen? That's so good. Yeah. And it's important. So, so marriage is not just a ceremony or a piece of paper. It is God covenant. And actually the Lord is present with you when you make that promise. Right. And then when that bond is so tight, something supernatural happens. The word of God says it's a mystery that we become one flesh. Right. We don't even understand how that occurs, but you literally become one flesh. That's why when you're married, you can't just break up. Now, now, and I'll get to my point with that. Any, you remember when you used to date? Like, Pastor and I used to date since 17 years old in high school. Mm -hmm. And when we were dating, although we were together a lot, we broke up a lot. 
Like, Pastor would break up with me every other day. Like, like he would just find random reasons to break up with me and then call me back, oh, girl, I'm just testing you. Now, I don't know what I was being tested before. I want to see if she would be loyal. I'm playing. I'm too, too crazy. <laughs> but <laughs> I, now let me say this. If, if he's crazy, that means you're crazy because two crazies can only be crazy together. So, so, so and I, I would try to break up with him, and then he would tell me I didn't have the privilege. But then he'd call me an hour later and break up with me. So we would break up so much that I just got to a point that I said, you know, Reggie, I'm not going to accept your breakup. Just call me back later because that's just what you do. So <laughs> we were on a little pause, if you will. But we only still broke How long did we stay broken up, though, really? Maybe a few hours. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He'd always come back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, matter of fact, it'll be 25 years that I met her on December 8th. Uh, next month, here in a couple of weeks, yep, that's and when she opened the door, I knew it, and I even looked at it, I said, oh, God, you're my wife, yeah. and it was, it, was, it was more of a spiritual thing, mm -hmm. you know, uh, because it's interesting, I was, like she mentioned at the 8 o'clock, I was used to dating women 5 foot 2, about 115, 120, well, yeah, he, you know, so when I looked at her, I said, you're cute, but you're a little husky, and I said, well, I said, remember the term husky, husky, I said, well, you might be used to a buck 20, but I'm, I'm almost $2, so I don't know what to say. Uh, you can buy more with more money. I don't know. <laughs> Amen. So, Praise the Lord. Yeah, because it's funny how, you know, when you have an, a vision of who you're going to marry, you know, you have this idea of who you're going to marry, and I don't think I fit your vision of who you no, marry. No, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. And then she was black with a name, Kelly. And then she, she, she's black with a white woman stuck on the inside of her. Because <laughs> y'all know my wife, she really white. No. <laughs> so it was different. Like my, when she would call me, my sisters would, would mock her because she, she would say, is Reggie there? <laughs> and, now, and so I'd be like, who's that on the phone? And my sister would say, is Reggie there? <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's, it's Kelly. <laughs> yeah. 5.25 in the morning. We didn't have cell phones back then. Y'all remember the day, no cell phones. No cell phones. <laughs> yeah, so, so that, but that's how it was. So now when we're married, I don't know if you're like me, woman of God, sometimes when you're married, you get so mad, you want to break up, like in the marriage. You know, like, I'm not talking about divorce. I'm talking about you're, you want to break up. There's a difference. A divorce is, I'm done, it's over. I'm talking, you're so mad. The only, thing, the only way you can get back at him is, I want to break up. But you, you can't because they don't go away. You know, they just, they stick around. Um, I used to do this when we would argue. I used to kick him when we first got married. If we were arguing, I'd, I'd kick him out of the bed. And I'm like, you know, we're mad. Get, get out of the bed. And I'd throw his pillow and throw the sheet, very like TV movie. Get out. And he would get his little stuff and go on the couch. And that's how I would get him back. I'll get out of my bed. You can't sleep in my bed. And so one day I was like, get out of the bed. And he looked at me and he goes, no. And he just rolled over and went to sleep. Show enough. So I was like, um, I'm like, this is drama, man. Yeah, I said, wait, you're supposed to leave. <laughs> and I'm not leaving, so I just put a pillow barrier. You know, anybody do the barrier? The wall of don't even try with the pillows. Have y'all women done that before? Oh, man. So you're not the only one that's done that. Okay. No, all, 
that's why I love my women because we are we relate, right, ladies? We know exactly where we're coming from. So we do the pillow barrier. But we really, wow. when you're married, you can't break up. It's very hard to break up. You have to go through processes to break up before a divorce is even issued. It takes some time. If you have a covenant marriage certificate, that even takes at least a year of documented counseling before you grow up or before you break up. That's funny, before you grow up. A lot of us break up because we haven't grown up. Mm. <laughs> My God. But anyway. That's a word. Thank you. That's Holy Spirit. That's good. And so, but we, we had to grow up and realize, right. okay, we're married. We have a lot of kids. We're going to have to work it out. And please know our marriage was not a good one. Um, mm. I, it, I, I didn't have the engagement where, you know, pastor took me on a picnic. I'm still waiting, ladies, by the way. But he didn't take me on a picnic and, and have, have the diamond ring and a sandwich, which could have been bad because I probably would have ate it. But, like, you know. <laughs> He didn't, he didn't have it like in a compartment or something. <laughs> and then fall to his knee and say, oh, I love you. You know, will you marry me? I can't live without you. That was not no. our, uh -uh. basically I was pregnant again with For Mariah. And his dad was a pastor. And I'm like, I'm pregnant. What are you going to do? And he's like, well, I don't know. I said, well, we need to get married. He was like, all right. I said, well, ask me. And he's like, will you marry me? I said, yes. And I was an hour and a half, almost two hours late for that. He was. He was late for our wedding. He was on the freeway like OJ, contemplating <laughs> if he was going to go to the, I, I'm dead serious. I'm waiting in the back of the church with my dress on mm -hmm. that I got from other mothers, praise the Lord. And I'm waiting for him as he's driving up and down the freeway, trying to decide if he was going to marry me. Yeah, because I went to the jockey club the night before. Anybody remember the jockey club? <laughs> we got a few folks remember the jockey club. I was at the jockey club the night before. So me and my dudes, we spent the night at each other's houses, and then so that next morning, yeah, right. they were like, man, you really want to do, let's just go to Vegas, man. So we on the freeway drive, and I'm like, man, we got. I got to go ahead and follow through with this, man. Now, that's, that's the second Vegas trip, because didn't your ex-girlfriend try to take you to Vegas, too, before you married me? She did. <laughs> so, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> I'm just saying, you, I didn't know about let's go to Vegas. And it's interesting because she was pregnant. We already had Isaiah, and then she was pregnant with Mariah. And so the old girl was like, let's go get married. I'm like, let's go get married. I'm like, no, nah, I can't do it. So we had turned around too. Amen. So God is good. Okay. So Amen. Since, since, Here we are. Uh, no. 23 since, years later. <laughs> since we brought that up, well, I brought that up. This particular person was always in our relationship. Remember how Pastor brags how he took me and this other girl to the movies and he was pimping ain't easy and all this stuff he says. He, he, he used to really say that. Um, this particular person, I, um, they were, we, we were going to church all together, all three of us, okay? And I was pregnant with Isaiah. I gave birth to my son. Isaiah was about four days old. And so I really wanted to get some ice cream because I just had a baby, you know, you just feel like, and I, 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 I remember I really want some ice cream. And I also wanted to make, check what he was doing. So praise the Lord. I got in the car and I. She was still living with her parents. With I was parents. still living with we, my parents. We were, we were not still married. teenagers. Yeah, what we a baby. Yes, not married. So I leave my mom's house. I drive by his house and they're supposed to be at church, but I just, you know, you know, just want to see. And when I went by the house, I saw her, her car in front of his house. So I parked my car and I, I, I did what any woman here would do. I went in the backyard. <laughs> Is that what y'all would have did, women? Oh, jeez. 
The Arcadia door was open. I slid that open quietly. I grabbed the bat by the door. And I creeped up the stairs because I didn't want to bother anything. And as I get to the door, I kick the door open. And she's there putting on his shorts, and he's in the bathroom. And he comes out the bathroom, Kelly, what are you doing? What am I doing? What are you doing? Oh, we just came back from church, and we're just going to, you know, hang out or whatever, and my family's on the way home. And so I'm like now, and so I'm yelling and screaming and trying to swing the bat. He's trying to grab the bat. He tells me to go home to our son. Go home to our son. And I, so he made me go home. And so I get home, and I try to call him, and the phone's off the hook for hours. Remember when phones used to be off the hook, y'all? And so to this day, he swears nothing happened. And so because we're before everybody here, I'd like you to confess, Pastor. What? I'd like you to confess before God and the witnesses. I'm going to take the fifth. <laughs> Let's swerve. <laughs> swerve. So, so this, this was the same person that they were going to run off to Vegas because she was not letting go. And you realize that sometimes women will have, the, 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 listen, she, she didn't want to let go. She would not let him go. And so it was kind of a fight with this person. So he told me later about the Vegas trip and how you turned around and ended up marrying me. And so... Aren't you glad you married me? You better believe I yeah. did. Absolutely. Amen. <laughs> you know what, though? My mom told me, she said, listen, she said, if you marry that other girl, she said, she will eventually cheat on you. She said, I see it in her eyes that she will eventually, and she says, I know you, you will kill her. She said, so you're going to be better off marrying Kelly. She said, plus, she said, she said, you're going to be a pastor one day. And I hear she's telling me this at 18. Pastor was not on my radar. She said, you're going to be a pastor one day. And she said, it's going to be Kelly that's going to be able to complement and complete who you are. And then, you know, my mom's one of them spiritual women. She started speaking in tongues and stuff. <laughs> and I'm looking at her like, you know, because I hadn't turned that corner yet. So I'm like, what's all that? But right. nevertheless. So even after that, we ended up getting married later. After all that, I still married him. And realized when I married Pastor, he told me, I will never be with one woman. I'm letting you know that right now. I will always cheat you. I will never just be with you. And I was like, okay. You know, isn't it funny what we do as women? Because I thought I would change him. Any woman by, am I by myself where you think you can change him? Like, like we thought. Think about before you knew Jesus. You thought you could change him. Because we think we have magical powers. Do y'all women believe that? Y'all okay. do. Y'all do. I, I call it witchcraft. And oh, stop. Manipulation. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so I thought I could change it, but you realize that a person cannot change another person. Mm. You know, money can't change right. you. Where you live can't change you. Things can't change you. But only the power of the Holy Amen. Ghost can change anybody. Hallelujah. Only God's power. Amen. Only a restored life. A, a submitted life, a life that is submitted to God can, can be changed. So, so we ended up getting married, and he, he was just what, what crazy. We, yes. But God. But God. Amen. And now you're normal. Hallelujah. Thank God, as you said, for the Holy Spirit. That's right. You know, Romans 8, 11 says the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead 
that it lives in our mortal body. Amen. And even one translation says that the comforter lives on the end. When you look up the word comforter, it is the word, means the word helper. So again, the Holy Spirit is even there to aid us and to assist us. Yep. Amen. So things that we did at 22, we won't do at 42. That's right. Can I get an amen up in here? Amen. amen. So thank God for transformation. Amen. But we wanted to share that with you. You know, that's one thing. When we started Kingdom in the Valley, he spoke to my spirit and told me, build my kingdom yeah. one family at a time. The word build means to establish, to strengthen, and put back together. And that's one of the reasons why we're so transparent. We never wanted to be those pastors that become before the people like we're perfect. Because yes. none of us are. Amen. Romans 3.23 says all, somebody say all, all, have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. So at the end of the day, there's no shame because that's not who we are today. The things that we went through, that's why the Word of God says we're overcomers, we're overcomers. by the blood of the Lamb. Come on, somebody, and the words of our what? Testimony. Amen? Yes. So God revealed to me years ago, he said, through your nakedness, you're going to clothe a lot of people. And that's why we don't mind exposing some of the things that happened in our past. Yeah. Because that's going to help you be able to navigate through your things. And then the, the aim is that you will be like, well, man, if God did that for Pastor Steele and Pastor Kelly, right. we can get through some of the drama that we're going through. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? That's right. How many of you received that? Amen yeah. on today. That's right. That you can overcome some of the walls and, and challenges that you have in your own personal uh, marriage. But let's look at this real quick. Ephesians 5, 25, it says, husbands, it says, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church. Now, we know God loved the church, which means the church is the people. We make up the church. So he says, husbands, love your wives just as, I, uh, uh, just as Christ also loved the people, the church, and gave himself for her. He gave himself. He, he made himself a ransom for the church. That's there's only six people in this world I would die for, my wife and my five children. I love all the rest of y'all, but if a bullet come, I'm dodging it. <laughs> come on, somebody. Amen. I've had people come to this church and tell me, I love you so much, Pastor, I'll take a bullet for you. They ain't even here no more. <laughs> so, when you, so when people tell me that, I'm like, oh, you leaving. <laughs> you try to convince yourself, but nevertheless... <laughs> But husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church. Husbands, we got to have that kind of love. The love that, that Christ had for the church, we have to have that kind of love for, for our wives. Like our, our relationship got off to a rocky start. Like she said, we didn't have one of those. Like how many of y'all were here a couple of years ago on New Year's Eve when my son came out and presented his fiance a ring and all? They did it the right way. They didn't put a cart before the horse. And I told my son that, I said, man, break this generational curse in our family because I, I had children before I got married. My dad had children before he got married. My grandfather had children before he got married. My great-grandfather had children before he got married. I said, Isaiah, break this curse. Now, here it is. He got married this April, amen. No children yet, praise God. Amen. I said, y'all enjoy y'all time together. Let that be a due season thing. Y'all come to learn to know each other before you start inviting other people in your house. Amen? Amen. Now, my wife don't like that. She just said, boo, because at the end of the day, she's trying to convince them to have children now. I'm like, leave them people alone. Amen. Let them do them. Amen? Let them, and it's interesting. They've already been on two cruises together. You hear this? They just newly married, went on a cruise. There's two, two cruises this year. Yeah. I'm like, we didn't go on to a cruise to after five kids. Right. 
and saving for a year. Yeah, these jokers <laughs> going, they cruise. I'm like, where y'all going? We going on a cruise. I'm they just like, woke up one day and went to Vegas. I'm like, man, well, how'd that feel? It's amazing. <laughs> but look at this. Let's look at one more scripture um, before we uh, look at 1 Peter 3 7. Look at this, 1 Peter 3 7. It says, Husbands, likewise dwell with them with understanding. Somebody say understanding. So he says, listen, I need you to dwell with your wife with understanding. Then it even says, and give honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel. I'm going to stop right there. So husbands, I'm talking to the men right now. Isn't that interesting that here it is, God has given us this emotional creature called a wife. Sometimes you don't know who you're going to wake up to. Just keep looking straight, man. Don't, don't even amen. Just look straight. But the Word of God tells us to be understanding, and it says, and honor them. So I got to honor, I got to honor you and be understanding when you didn't lost your mind. Isn't that interesting? But it goes on. It says, because they are the weaker vessel. That word weaker denotes that they are fragile. So it took me years to realize that when she flip out, I can't flip out with her because she is the weaker vessel. She is more fragile. So over the years, I've had to learn how to be more sensitive, that she can be emotional at times. Do I have any husbands in here? Just chuckle. Don't, 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 all oh, they raising their hands. Just blink real I just, hard. I was just going to say chuckle. Just, just chuckle. <laughs> I told him to blink. Oh, blink. <laughs> and, and look, this is what happens, gentlemen, if we're not understanding and we don't honor them. The rest of the scripture says, uh, 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 and being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. So if we don't learn how to be understanding and we don't honor them, our prayers will not hit the ceiling. That means your prayers are in vain. Now, I'm not saying I got here overnight because I did not. It took me a while, amen, to turn that corner when I began to really meditate in God's word. Because, see, I don't know about y'all, when you grow up in an African-American church, they tell you things like when you say, I'm going through my marriage, they say, just pray your way through. Just get some oil and pray. Because, you know, coming from an African-American church, they're not confrontational when it comes to, it comes to issues. Right. It's just like, it's going to be all right. right. We're praying for y'all. Ain't, have you, I don't know about y'all, but they didn't have no premarital counseling. Right. Like at Kingdom, you got to go through premarital before we even marry you. That's right. Because at the end of the day, we want to make sure you get off on the right foot. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Because marriage is not easy. Yeah. Marriage just comes with challenge. Yes. Challenges because she didn't back then with her U-Haul truck. Come on, somebody. And I didn't back then with about three or four U-Haul trucks. Yeah. Let's, keep it, let's keep it 100 up in here. And so it takes a little while to sort all that out. Right. It even takes some time to get to a place to where I realize I got to honor you. I got to be understanding. You know, um, even we were sharing with the 8 o'clock service, we, we kind of had a, a, a blow up in our house. Well, Tuesday, I got back from the gym, and then one of my sons told me that he lost his uh, state championship ring from last year. So I'm like, man, you, man, you a trip. You, you ain't responsible. You know, you always losing something. You know, so I'm going off on them. You know, Galatians 4, 16 says, I've become your enemy because I tell you the truth. 
So I'm telling them about this stuff like, man, you got to be more responsible, man. Make sure you know where your stuff at. So my wife, she's flying, she's making excuses. Well, that's my baby. And I'm like, I know that's your baby, but he need to be more responsible. Now, this is interesting. We found the ring like two, three days later. But see how the enemy will come in behind a ring? Do you guys want to hear it really happened? What? What, what, what happened? <laughs> what happened? What am I missing? What really occurred was I was lovingly making dinner. We, we had sides that night, didn't we? I was making his sides. <laughs> Candles were lit. I've got the Christmas trees up. It feels warm and cozy in my home. I'm talking to my kids in the kitchen, my girls, having a great time. And I'm, I'm just, it's, it's wonderful. And in comes pastor from the gym. Now, I don't know what happens to him at the gym, but he's just really aggressive when he comes back from the gym. <laughs> and so I'm making the food or whatever, and we mentioned, we mentioned that Ira could not find his state ring. And it was just very, you know, very casual conversation. And then, you know, he made a comment on how he loses everything. And I just said, well, he doesn't lose everything. It, it might have got moved. That's what I said. And he said, you, oh, wait, no, excuse me. Let me go, me, 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 me. Okay, let me right. <laughs> you always be defending him. <laughs> right. And so I looked at him, I said, are, are you mad? Did something happen? Because it was like, and, I, and, and he was like, I'm sick of you defending him. You baby him. And I just turned around and kept on stirring my sides. Now, I was so mad. I was like, you know how you're so mad? You're boiling like you're sweating. I was sweating because I'm trying to compose myself and keep it on the inside because the girls, even my girls were like, dang, dad, you know what happened? And he's like, I'm just sick of her defending him. So I'm just stirring this up. Now, mind you, I had about four or five great comments to get him right back because it's funny how you forget that when you were acting crazy and smoking weed and not coming home, your mom would defend you when your dad said you were going to die before you were 25, that everything you touched goes, falls apart, that you'd never be anything, you'd never become every, anything. But your mom was the one saying, no, my baby will be a prophet to the nations. So I inherited that from your mom. So guess what? It's your mama's fault. Thank you. Thank you. And the church said, yeah. hey, she, she did that at the 8 o'clock service. You know what I told 8 o'clock? I'm going to do James 119. I'm going to be slow to speak and quick to hear because everything she said is true. Right. I'm here because of mama prayers. Amen. That's so. right. And so you have to remember that moms, we defend. You know, someone's got to be the advocate for the child. Now, I'm not saying baby them and make excuses, but come on, someone's got to be a voice that's like, it's going to be all right, you know, if we're not going to make it the big thing. And so we're arguing. Now, listen, now this is where I messed up because I was, didn't say anything and I was sweating because I was so mad. And for you that were here on Wednesday, you heard this story, but it's so good, I'm going to tell it again. I'm sweating and I'm upset. And so I said nothing because I didn't want to cause an issue. Because as a woman, we can make it, you know, the word of God says a soft answer turns away wrath. and all. So I did all that biblical stuff. I was very biblical that day. Okay, so then I went to sleep, and I was still mad about it. Now, when I went upstairs, you know, pastor comes, you know, in the bed, creeping all soft. Hey, you know, like nothing happened. What, 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 how, men, how do you do that? How do, how do you act like nothing occurred 46 minutes ago? 
As men, we move forward. Where's my man at? We, it's all good now. I got out what I need to get out. We straight now. <laughs> okay, we weren't straight. <laughs> so not only does he creep in the bed, he tries to do the little thigh move action. You know, you know what that means. Like the door, they think their doorknob is there or something, but he reached over for the thigh. I said, oh, <laughs> surely. Surely you don't think something's even about to happen, like remotely. So anyways, he's like, oh, we're not talking, because pastor hates when I don't talk, which you should not do, but I was really upset, so I didn't talk, didn't say anything, went to bed. I know the Bible says don't fall asleep on your wrath, whatever, it just wasn't a good day for me. So I woke up. <laughs> I woke up the next day, still mad. He looks at me, he's like, oh, we ain't talking, I didn't say a word. And you know, women, we have a way to find things to do, right? We can make ourselves busy. I will, I will feel the unction to grocery shop or create a meal or do a craft or something to get out the house. So that's what I did. I found something to do while he was getting ready. He was calling me, texting me, calling me, text. I wouldn't take his calls. I didn't answer his text back. Poor thing was trying to pack, didn't know what nothing was, didn't help him. And so um, he was asking me what the charger was. I was like, uh, he, well, you said, do you have overflow CDs in the closet? I said, why don't you take a look? But I wasn't home, but nevertheless. Nevertheless. So, um, so, this, so then what I did, what I did is I, I'm like, Lord, I got to really, you know, share how I'm feeling. And so I sent a text. You know, you sent a really kind of like a, like a mean text. So my text was basically like this. Well, since you're a walking Bible and you love the word, let me give you some scriptures that help you with your situation. <laughs> so I sent him like five scriptures, eight scriptures, how many scriptures, I sent it to him, and I was like, you know, and it was very sarcastic and very like, yeah, it's a general word, you know, study this, you know, and I hit send, and I'm driving feeling good about myself, I'm like, yeah, that will show him, and like two minutes later, I checked my phone, and there's a big red exclamation part that said, not delivered. Now and listen I, to this. I said, wait, wait, how, I got Verizon, like, you know, there's towers everywhere. This has never happened. How is my message not delivered? It said not delivered. I'm like, how is it not delivered? And then I hear the Lord say, not delivered. And I, he was talking to me. <laughs> so I did the right thing and I sent it again. <laughs> Y'all call pastor. <laughs> my God. So the, the point is, and listen, now remember, Pastor said this was over a ring, right? So we're not talking. I had to come here and preach about being a good wife, and I used my story because, you know, we, what you see is what you get with us. So I told the whole church that happened to us so I could help y'all out, which is whatever. I'm trying to fix it. That's not true, but it makes me feel better that, see, I'm a walking example. No, really. I failed a couple tests in the moment because I'm a human. I'm a wife, and it's hard being married and managing not only the children, but I work with the man. He's my boss, and he's my pastor. So there's a lot of things going on. And so I preach about it, and then I told the church I'll call him later I didn't even call him because I was still processing and so the, the next day I had him hear the podcast and we laughed about it and so we went almost two days not talking not really on the same you know having issues and guess what the moment we start talking again when things are fine he finds his ring so See how we, the enemy will come in though we argued over a non-issue 
They, they, and, and sometimes, woman of God, man of God, that's what the enemy does mm. creeping into our relationships. He'll have us arguing over non-issues. It's not even a real situation. Mm. The word of God says that the enemy comes as a roaring lion. It's not even real. Right. He's seeking who he may devour. Mm -hmm. And Satan hates marriage. He hates God's institution being established on the earth because it's God's plan. And so we will use little silly stuff to be arguing and fighting and not talking to each other. Mm. And there really is no reason for that. We could have had a conversation like, you know what, we'll look for the ring later. No big deal. Keep it moving. But because we're going to deliver a message like this to you all today, Satan, again, would like to have it that we don't have it all together. We have issues. Yeah, that's right. That's why we're before you, because we have issues, but we've mm -hmm. allowed Jesus Christ to help resurrect right. and build us up and give us sure. faith and wisdom. And we don't quit. Right. And we don't stop loving each other. And you move on. And so I, I, I think it's very interesting how that specifically happened over nothing. How many people here, I wonder, have been arguing over nothing? Mm. Over mm. things that don't even matter. Right. It doesn't even matter. That ring doesn't matter. If you didn't find it, you just buy him a new one. And all the men should say, wait a minute. <laughs> so as Married for Life, you know, like Pastor said, we should love each other. We should love each other. Um, from a woman's perspective, listen, this, love is not a feeling or emotion. And I think as women, sometimes we get into the emotionalism of love and the feeling of love. But you realize love is actually a verb. It's an action word. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 talks about love being a patient. And it's kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't parade itself. It's not puffed up. It doesn't behave rudely. All these things that love doesn't do. Love is action. It's not how I feel. It's not how you make me feel. It's all action. Um, of course, um, know this though, woman of God, Mark 12, 30 and 31 says, and you shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And because we're women and we love, like how I love my son, I'll defend him. How I love pastor, I would defend him. Sometimes we forget that our first love has to be Jesus Christ. Our first love Amen. has to be Jesus. No matter where we are, you can have a perfect marriage, you can have a really tough marriage, it doesn't matter. Jesus has to come first. Nobody will love you like him. He's your stability. He's the one that says you're beautiful, gives you compliments. This relationship has got to be right here or it will never be right here. And so I had to learn that the hard way. Here I am a woman marrying a man that told me I would never be the only woman he's with, which tells me I did not love myself. I didn't know who I was. My identity was not in Christ. My identity was in Reggie Steele. Mm. And you might be here, the same issue. You're going to church, but you've not yet, yet allowed Jesus to become your identity. And you're holding on to this man thinking, oh, if he could only love me, if he could only love me. No, no, no. You need to love you enough to love Jesus. Mm. And when you love Jesus, you begin to love yourself. Mm. And when you love yourself, that will challenge that man. I better get it right or I'm going to get the boot. Come on. I mean, when you love yourself, there's things you will not tolerate. Come on. When I didn't love myself, pastor could be gone till Sunday, Monday. We didn't know where he was all weekend. I wouldn't ask. But I started to love myself. And I said, hold up. Wait a minute. Where have you been all weekend? Like, what, what makes you think you have a past to just disappear? And then I love myself enough to say, I will come find you. Come on. Like, I will have someone watch these kids, and I will ask the Holy Ghost to show me where you are, because GPS didn't exist, but the Holy Spirit has always been here. 
And I'm telling you, if you drive around enough and pray long enough, God will begin to navigate you to find exactly where he is. That's why his friends would be, hey, bro, your wife's here. And he'd be riding the club on somebody. I'd be like, hey. Yeah. Now, and I'd be like, I'm his wife. And right, because sometimes I was in a mode, y'all, where I had to fight for my marriage. You have to understand that. I knew God had shown me a glimpse of pastor preaching. And I knew one day he'd be a preacher. And so at the time, I had to be like fighting for him. I would find him. I would find phone numbers. He would try to, remember you used to get numbers back in the day on paper, remember? And he would try to always do it backwards. And I'm like, oh, come on, be smarter. You know, you can figure that out. So, and I would call the girls. I would say, Hello. Hi, this is Reggie Steele. Did you meet him this weekend? Oh, you did? Oh, this is his wife. Oh, yeah, he's married. He's got kids, too. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Oh, he's taking you out on a date? When? Oh, no, he will not take you anywhere. No, no, he not. I'm sorry. Just leave him alone, okay? And I would do that for hours because I would find numbers and numbers and numbers and numbers and numbers. I would spend a whole day just calling everyone. And if they weren't home, I'd call them back. Somebody say, but God. But God. But the, God reason is why, good. the reason why I'm saying that, though, is I love myself enough to say, okay, listen, if I'm in this for this, I'm going to have to try to fight, and I'm going to strive, and I'm going to work hard to allow things to line up with the word of God. Now, the story I'm telling you about the numbers was a couple years before I got my heart right with Jesus. And then I realized, no, 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 you can't, you can't have your cake and eat it too. The devil is a lie. Old Testament is over. There is no concubines in the 21st century. Can I get an amen? And if you're a woman that's messing with a married man, stop being the concubine in the 21st century. Ooh. I, I'm, I'm a living witness. He won't leave her. Mm. He won't leave her. He won't leave her. He'll always stay with her and the kids. You will lose. Mm. So you should just end that now, repent, and find your own man. My God in heaven. Or better yet, have him find you. Amen. Yeah. Good that was for stuff. somebody special. And, we, and you know, we, we love you, though, because when you don't love yourself, you will latch on to anything where you think you can get what you're lacking. Wow. But let me tell you, Jesus loves you. He thinks mm. you're wonderful. He thinks you're perfect. He wants the best for you. Wow. And stop settling for less when God wants to give you the best. Woman of God, you can have what you're longing for. You don't have to be like your mom and dad. God will exceed that. Mm. Stop being afraid of marriage because it might fail. It's faith. Everything right. we do is faith. faith. Man of God, stop saying, well, I'm not sure if I'm going to marry her, but you've been with her 17 years with eight kids. Make a decision. Wow. Either get married or leave. Mm. Oh, that's hard. Wow. And woman of God, love yourself enough to say, you know what? I'm tired of fornicating. We've been sleeping together. We're trying not to sleep together. But you know, as we, you don't take much. You lay right by me. There it is. I mean, then, well, God understands. Well, yeah, he does. But you're, you're diving into sin now. Mm. It's like you're, you, we tried not to have sex when right. we lived together. It did not work. It never worked. It just, something would come up. <laughs> no pun included. <laughs> Yikes. My God in heaven. It would just pop up out of nowhere. So, <laughs> thank God for children's ministry, huh? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So love yourself enough to say <laughs> I'm going to wait for God's best. And then love yourself enough, woman of God, to fight for the marriage. If you're married, mm. just fight. Work it out. Remember what you got married for. You know, and there's, there's, there's a lot of years that we don't want to waste, a lot of moments we don't want to waste. Right. It's worth contending and fighting for the faith. It's a good fight. 
and you can have a good time in the marriage. Absolutely. And the reason why we talk about issues like this, put up Malachi 2.16 if you could. And we're going to close here in just a minute. Malachi chapter 2. And this is why we believe in fighting for the family. Because we all got issues. But it says, for the Lord, uh, God of Israel, says that he hates divorce. He does not hate us. Let me make that clear. But he hates how we allow the enemy to come in and divide and separate. So again, it says, for the Lord God of Israel says that he hates divorce, mm -hmm. for it covers one's garments with violence, says the Lord of hosts. Therefore, take, take heed uh, to your spirit that you do not uh, deal treacherously. But again, he hates divorce. He doesn't hate us, mm -hmm. but he hates how we allow the enemy to come in. You know, it's to the point to where not only are we as a church in 2016 starting a divorce care ministry, because me and my wife have realized in 10 years, we can preach till we are blue in the face. There are some people that are still going to get divorced. Yeah. And that's why we're starting a divorce care ministry. Not only that, but in 2016, we're starting a blended family ministry. Yes. Because now when you look across the board, there's probably more blended families yeah. than traditional families. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the day, we want to be able to cater to that situation because when, you, when both parties have had kids by other individuals and you bring all that together, a lot of times there's going to be chaos. You know what I'm saying? Remember I mentioned the, the, the illustration of both parties bringing U-Haul trucks of, of such a mess into the marriage? Sometimes it's like that with blended families, amen? But like my wife said earlier, Romans 8.1 says, there's therefore now no condemnation. Okay. So if you've been married a second time, a third time, and, you know, at the end of the day, there's no condemnation. Right. You know, just make sure this time that you have some stick to itness, yeah. amen, and, 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 and pray together. Because put up Mark 3.25 real quick, and then we'll close with this because of time. Mark 3.25 real quick. Hallelujah. It says, and a house divided against itself, that house cannot stand. So I encourage you, man, keep that division out of your marriage. And this is the key. When division comes... Make sure you communicate. When I got back from out of town, because I had to preach um, in Palm Springs, California, but when I got back, we had a sit down that Thursday, mm -hmm. and we were, able to get, we were able to get everything out on the table, yep. and we were able to move forward. Because that's the one thing about us, when we have our challenges in our marriage, we're quickly, quick about sitting down, because we don't want th th that spirit to linger. Right. Because see, put up Matthew chapter 24, verse 24, and I'll leave you with this one. Look at this, Matthew chapter 24, Verse 24, it says, for false Christ and false prophets will arise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Me and you are God's elect. Right. The enemy will try to come with deception and try to convince you that the grass is greener on the other side. How about watering the grass in front of you? Right. Amen? Amen? How about fighting for the marriage yeah. and saying, you know what, at the end of the day, we're going to, even though we're having our issues and so on and so forth, we're going to fight through them. We're not going to let deception come in because, again, God hates divorce. So let's make sure that those of us that are married, let's have some stick to itness. Amen. Let's fight through it because every marriage has a spring yep. where things are springy. Every marriage has a summer, a winter, but then also you have a fall where right. you fall out. But that don't mean you go to divorce court. Yeah. Amen. You fall out. You communicate. You talk about those issues. And then you got to be willing to forgive and forget and keep it moving. Can I add something real sure. quick? You know, I, and I know we kind of brush by this for time's sake, but if there are people here that are dealing with adultery and have dealt with adultery, especially my women in here, let me, let, let me, you are looking at a woman that has been healed from the pain of adultery. 
and that God can actually heal your heart and that you don't always have to be suffering and struggling and not trusting and all that stuff that we go through when that happens within a marriage. And so I want you to know that you're, I know how that feels if you're hurting, God can heal you. And you can be a woman that doesn't walk in pain anymore, that it can go away. If you're trying to work things out together, like we did, Pastor and I did, we, you're looking at some delivered, healed people. Amen. Adultery, drugs, beating each other up. Right. You know, um, mm -hmm. putting him in jail. I did like four times and mm -hmm. then he stopped. You know, and then, I'm just kidding, but, but you know, but, but, and becoming best friends, it's a miracle. Amen. You, you're looking at a walking, talking miracle, so don't think right. it's impossible. God is no respecter of person, but if you give your heart to Jesus and say, God, I'm going to allow you to heal my heart. Forget about him now. Leave my kids alone. God, heal me. If you begin to pray that prayer, get into your word. I'm telling mm -hmm. you, I promise you it will. And then let everything sort itself out. But you can be and will be a healthy, whole, complete woman again in Jesus' name. That's good. Amen to that. How many of you received that on today? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.